For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This man off of Leitner and then cut down the center and gets a nice pass from Larry Hughes. Long rebound, Hughes. Fake jumper is good. Give it to me, Larry. Give it to me, Larry Hughes. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Maybe the NFL is not your thing. Maybe you're a big college football fan or you went away for college basketball starting around Thanksgiving. So that'll be here before you know it. But either way, everything from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It literally never closes. So head on over to betonline.ag today and take full advantage of all the great signup bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, welcome into this week's Believe in Wizards podcast. We've got a draft, NBA draft uh, episode for you today. So we're going to talk a little bit about, about some prospect stuff and then have one of the upcoming local prospects, Anthony Cowan Jr. from Maryland, join us. So look forward to that in a couple minutes. Larry, just, just to kick us off, one of the names I wanted to ask you about is Patrick Williams of Florida State. This was a guy that you know, the earliest you heard him talked about was in the 20s at the end of the season. And now we're hearing buzz that he could go at four or five. The Wizards have been mentioned uh, at nine as an option. How does a guy's stock improve that much when people haven't seen him play basketball in six plus months? Well, it's it's a little weird, you know, it's been and a little odd, especially with, you know, with the COVID situation and these guys not having the ability to go in and do workouts with other prospects, right? I mean, that's typically how a second round guy or not necessarily mentioned guy moves up the board. If he gets into a workout with, you know, one of those top guys and he's considered a throw in and then he goes out and he kicks butt. So in this situation, I mean, you're really doing individual workouts, which is the NBA game is based on skill level and, and, and the ability to have, you know, to have skill. So when you can only work out in you and your coach or you and your trainer, it can be a little bit skewed. I mean, it's just, um, it's about the skill. It's about the individual work, but there can be some issues when you throw another qualified guy or another dog head in that, in that mix, man, things change fast. They go from skill to fighting for your life, especially with the draft. I mean, it's really, you know, fighting for your life. These guys are hungry. So, it's a little odd that guys can move up, especially at that rate. Uh, but 2020, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, I think 2020 sums up pretty much the answer to any question. Uh, <laughs> there seems to be one of those guys every year where it's like, oh, this guy killed in workouts. He's moved up a lot. I'm trying to think of specific examples, but that guy tends to never end up particularly working out for teams. You know, that the guy that had the highest max vert or ran the shuttle drill the fastest. So he moved up, you know, five, seven spots, any of that stuff or, or interviewed really well, even. And 
any situations like that you can remember? I, I mean, maybe Oliva Candy from your year is an example of a guy that worked out well or something, but I, I don't remember anyone where it's like, that was a success for everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it boils down to the competition side. And I can't really think of anybody off top, but you think of, you know, all the guys that are really, really working on their skill level um, and really working on shooting the basketball, really working on their form and really working on shooting the basketball from distance. So if the last time you saw him, you can say he was shooting the college three wheel and then you saw him in a workout and it's like a seamless transition from the college three mm -hmm. to the NBA three. But you still have to factor in the competition of who's going to let you get that shot off, how hard they're going to make you work um, so you don't have the legs to get that shot off. So there's just some pieces missing in the evaluation process that, you know, these general managers are. We're going to have to take a shot, you know, a shot in the dark. And on top of that, we haven't seen these guys since what? I mean, since the pandemic started and just the amount of growth that these young guys have in that time span. I mean, it's I wouldn't want to be sitting in their job right now for sure. You learn a lot about the game by playing it and, and watching film and all those things. But actual skill development happens in the off season. Well, this is the longest off season on record, although I'm sure these guys have been playing pickup and fives and stuff like that. But do you think this year we might see more guys that come in as rookies, like with the biggest, you know, Delta and how much better they've gotten than typical years? I think so, because you don't necessarily know, right? Mm -hmm. you, you don't necessarily know because the competition is going to change some of the things that they were working on because you work at, you know, with your skill level, you're working on shooting ball handling and all these facets uh, and then it's the application process. Now we have to, these things we were working on in the gym by ourselves or with our trainer, now we have to apply these things. And all those things don't make it, right? If, if you're going in working with your trainer and you're working on 10 different sort of skill sets and things that'll help your game uh, once you get to competition, and a number of those things won't transfer. So you're going to take the good and obviously use those things, but the application process is, is really big when you talk about the NBA level and, and the competition level that those guys are going to have. I couldn't agree with you more. I think for a little bit more draft insight at this point, we're going to bring in our, our guest for today, Maryland point guard, Anthony Cowan. So quick little pause. And when we come back, you'll hear Anthony joining us. We are joined here by Big Ten champion, Anthony Cowan Jr. Anthony, you're getting ready for the upcoming 2020 NBA draft. First of all, how are you doing and, and how has that prep been going? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Um, I'm back home um, and just been working out a lot. Um, the last couple months has been straight working out, just trying to stay in shape, um, trying to keep weight on, trying to keep stay in a rhythm. Um, just because you never know when it's time to when it's time to get it get get going. So um, just trying to stay ready. Are you you doing solo workouts, or you got a buddy or a teammate or something in this just helping you help push you? Yeah, so I was in New York working out actually, um, and it was like a group setting. But I, I really, I realized quick that I'm definitely more of a get in the gym by myself type of guy. So I came back here. Um, I was doing my pre-draft at the St. James, it's in Virginia, um, and I've just been able to do a lot, a lot there. So just getting ready. When you do um, these workouts and stuff, are there particular things you have in mind that you're prepping for? Is it based on feedback you've heard, or just your general routine? What Walk us through that process a little bit. Yeah, a lot, a lot is on feedback. I think the, my biggest thing I really uh, focused on this this pre-draft is just shooting, um, shooting the ball. Um, I had to, I had to prove that the teams, and that's what and that's what I did. I actually got a late invite to the NBA Combine, so I was able to do the draft combine, do the eight drills with that, and I was able to shoot it really well. So that's just what I wanted to prove. 
um, shoot a little distance, show the range a little bit. Um, that was the biggest thing for me. So just getting up a lot of shots. So leading up to the draft, when you were obviously working out, getting ready for college seasons, how much time did you spend on shooting the basketball versus what you spent now? Yeah, so in college, in college, it was a little different. In college, it was a lot more um, make sure I had to do my work and make sure everything is taken care of first and then handling the shooting stuff like that. But now it's, that's my, my main focus, literally. Um, I'm in the gym crazy hours of the day, um, just, trying to, just trying to stay in that rhythm. Um, just just find a touch to prove to teams that I can shoot the ball is something that I've been doing my whole life. So that's just that's just been what I've been doing. Is that your agent communicating with teams to get you that feedback or what you're hearing from interviews? How how do you kind of change your game plan based on, on that stuff? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything from my agents telling me from just interviewing with teams and also just 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 knowing what I can do. I know I can shoot the ball better. Um, my college number, not college percentage numbers necessarily doesn't show that how I can shoot the ball. So um, I just took it upon myself to really show that. Um, I'm conf- very confident in myself and how I'm, I'm able to knock down shots. So I just wanted to prove that. And, and it, this is a question that I, I ask, you know, to a lot of different people just doing a lot of different things, whether it's in the business world, it's in the sporting world. But in this situation that you're in right now, what does success look like to you? Right now, I think success looks to me is just going into a situation where I, I know I could I could I can improve on and I can elevate with. I think that's the biggest thing. It's been a crazy number of questions like, do you think you'll get drafted? Do you what team would you want to go to? At this point, it's just whatever situation I'm in, it is what it is at this point. I'm I'm just gonna be able to ready to com- get ready to compete and get ready to go at people. I mean, that's the biggest thing. But just just with this whole process going on, um, you just never know what the next move is. So I think that's just what success is for me. Just being put in the, put in the right situation where I'm 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 able to learn, I'm able to elevate, and able to ultimately help a help a franchise. How did this year's combine work? I think everybody's familiar with the typical process where everybody meets in Chicago, all the GMs are walking around, ESPN right. films it. What, what was this year like? So this year it was eight. It's it's, it's all recorded on one app, and the app gets sent out to all the teams. So the app is they put eight different um, eight different drills on it. So you could do you go through the drills. You're allowed to go through the drills three times, and they take, like, your best score. Um, and then after that, you have, like, a 40-minute pro day, basically, where you just go through different drills and fin- work on your finishing, working on your pull-ups, working on your step-backs, different type things, just that you want to show teams that you can do. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the basis of it. It's, 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 it's super weird, but like I, like, it is, like I always say, it is what it is at this point. I think you're a guy that would have really benefited from from some of these combine type uh, activities where you could get out, play five on five with guys, show people in person your speed and your ability to make tough shots. And I'm a Maryland Terrapin fan and former Terp myself, but there you go. Not, not to knock on any of your teammates, but there were a lot of situations this year where you kind of got caught with the ball and things like that just because of the flow of the offense. But with other NBA caliber prospects, you know, guys can't double team you and things like that. Right. I, I think that would have really helped you. And I think that's and I think that's something that GMs they they know um, they 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 they've seen it they seen me play for four years I think that's what my agents always keep telling me like they seen me play for four years they know um, they know at this at the end of the shot clock I'm going to get the ball with four seconds when teams are in the zone so like they they know they know certain certain situations and like I said it it is what it is let let the cookie come where it falls um, just get ready whatever situation I'm in yeah and I think that's a benefit man of being that four year guy. 
and, and understanding the, the things that happen, the, the adversity that comes around and being prepared for that. But you mentioned like the key words is learn and competition. Mm -hmm. I mean, keep those words in, in your vocabulary, especially with all the stuff that's going on, man. And that's, those are the really good words that you're using right there. For sure. I mean, those are the, those are the two words that I, that I had to sit on for a long time. I mean, it was it was never easy getting on the court, especially with my size, especially with everything around. It was never easy to get on the court, but put those two words around and you can make some shape for sure. What was your takeaway from your, your college experience? Obviously, you got cut short this this last year, but what, what was your overall takeaway from the college experience? Yeah, um, it was crazy just to sit back and think about how much growth, like day one I got on campus to the leaving my last game, it was crazy. Just not only seeing like the physical differences and stuff, but just just how I think about stuff and how I look at different situations. And just like how you said about, you know, like being there for four years and and understanding that adver adversity hits, um, and being able to go around that and be able to um, take it, take it, take it off, take it over, and just just go with it. Um, and I think that's just basically what I learned. So I, I've been using the caption "It is what it is" so much, like over this whole pandemic, because that's literally what you got. How how things you got to look at things. So that's just that's that's just been my mindset. I think that's that's the biggest thing I took about college is just your mindset. Just mental. Your mental is huge. That's just that, that's just my thing. So I just been keeping that keeping that it is what it is mindset in the back of my head. How much has Coach Turgeon been uh, involved in your process here? Do you guys keep in touch? Is he getting feedback from folks? Like how how does that work? Yeah, we we talk every once in a while. Um, we we haven't really. My first year, my junior year, when I when I tested the waters, um, he introduced me to an agent. I didn't ultimately end up going with him, but. Um, he hasn't been that involved in it because, I mean, he has a he has his own college program that he has to take care of as sure. well. So he so he hasn't really been involved. He's it's more of a just check up, check up in, um, check in and see how we, see how each other's going. Probably easier in typical years when, you know, he'd have the summer off season and stuff like that. But he's turning exactly. toward a season pretty quick here. Exactly. Exactly. How many teams have you have you interviewed with so far? Yeah, so I think I interviewed about seventeen to eighteen teams. Um, I got one. I got another one tomorrow. So yeah, I've been. I interviewed with a good amount of teams. Um, it's been really some good, really good feedback. So just been able to, just been able to introduce myself. Um, in regular times, I'm pretty sure it's been in the workouts, with, which is what I was really waiting for. Toward is just going through the workouts and going up against those the quote unquote top point guards in the draft, but. That's just been the biggest thing right now, just introducing ourselves and just talking about different things and um, understanding the process is the different process for, for both of us. I, I won't ask you what's the best question that they've asked you so far, but I definitely need to know what's the weirdest question Man. that somebody's posed or wanted to inquire about. What have you heard you know, so far during these interviews? Yeah, I definitely got the weirdest question. I don't know about the weird – I don't know about the – I don't know about the weirdest questions because definitely been some weird questions, but I can't think of them. But the one question that that always make me think super hard is what's the one time like what's the what's the lowest point you've been in your in your in your life? That's the that's the one question I always it always made me think like dang like I never really thought about it like that. That's the one question that 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 got to me for real though. It was it was it was basketball. It was basketball. It was it was towards basketball. I was talking about how I transferred high schools my sophomore year and I was behind. A bunch of seniors, um, Trey Camp, I want Trey Campbell, James Palmer, players that went to Georgetown, Miami. So I was sitting behind them, and I was just 
not and all my friends was also in the same league and they was all playing. We was all on the same AU team and they was all playing and doing well on their teams and starting. And I was just on the bench coming off getting little little minutes. But then I also talked about how that was also one of my best years in basketball because it really taught me a lot. Um, it taught me about how to play a role, taught me how to lead from the bench, how to come on, how to come on and really different mentality coming into the game. So um, I just talked about that. How it was it was one of my worst worst times in basketball, but also my, one of my best. That's a veteran answer, man. They probably love yes. that. Um, yeah, you, said, yeah. you said all the right notes there. Yeah, got to, got to. <laughs> Larry, you any weird questions from from your draft process? Man, I'm so old, man. I don't, I don't <laughs> even remember. <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember coming to the. I remember coming to the games back with the Wizards. I was. I was. I was. Cause I was my 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 parents and my family just so big time sports fans like just the Merlin and the Wizards. I remember going to some games and just like seeing like looking around like it ain't no way is this many people on here. Like I I remember when I was little and seeing you and Gil on the quarter, it would be crazy. But yeah, what what was some of the weirdest questions you heard? I, I don't I can't remember, man. But you know I'm from St. Louis and I was um, you know I left after my freshman year, so I think that a lot of people that I talked to, the personnel that I talked to, they were, they wanted to understand like my background, like, mm-hmm. like who my, the cousins, like who was my cousin that I was hanging around with the most or like, mm, yeah, you know, that's they it. wanted yeah. to understand like the backstory of like, you know, like who I was. And for yeah. me, you know, I was young. So I was kind of a little standoffish about people All trying right. to, you know, get in and, and ask those kind of questions. But that was probably the most, you know, the first time that I've been kind of grilled on like, you know, who are the people that you hang around with, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, I thought everybody was cool, like homeboys. Right. Right. So, you know, when you're going in to sign that kind of money, if you know, for that kind of money, they want to know the ins and outs of everything. So that's probably was the first time I experienced like a little bit of like, hold up, should I really answer this question? Exactly. Should, exactly. I, should, I, exactly. should I swing it to something else? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you mentioned that, you know, intro interviewed for a number of teams has one of those teams been a particular uh washington based franchise <laughs> uh yeah yeah I, so i interviewed i interviewed with the wizards it was a really good talk just it was it was kind of it was kind of normal i mean honestly all the interviews are kind of normal they're kind of the same it's only so much that we can really talk about and so much we can really do um but just to even interview with the wizards somebody that was who was literally in Little like little kids, Wizards jerseys growing up. Just saying now, saying that they interview with the to Wizards team. I mean, that's, I mean, that's that's a dream come true right there. Yeah, that's why it's important to understand what success looks like, and just yeah. you know, understanding your background. Like I don't know you well, but just understanding your background and where you come from, just that's part of this journey. That's part of this process is to understand like what success really looks like. You know, sure. what does success really look like and what does it feel like, man? So that's that's big. For sure. For sure. As someone who also grew up a Terp fan and a Wizards fan, I'm jealous, man. That's a pretty cool uh, That's a pretty cool ride already. See, I really I, – I grew up a Terps fan, but I was a Georgetown fan. So okay. it was so, – so it's still a little still, – it's still, it's still, it's still a great, great memory with the Terps, but I was always a Georgetown fan. Is that like the AI days or what what led to just based on where you were I, living? Like Yeah, I went to all the Georgetown camps. Mm-hmm. Um obviously I I love AI. Um I love JT three. I love all the things they had going on or going on over there. Um and I was I played in the Kenner League also that was at Georgetown. Um I always talk to older older uh JT three whenever I'm walking into the building. 
Uh, he always used to get on me because I went to Merlin. Um, so it was always, I was always a Georgetown fan. I, I was a ball boy for Georgetown um, back when they had like Chris Wright and Austin Freeman, all them guys. So yeah, that was, that was my team. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So draft night is coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 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 it's fast approaching. What, what, what are your plans? What are your thoughts? What are you going to do for draft night? Uh, I mean, my, my agents want me to go to New York, um, but I'm, I'm in the house. I mean, that's, that's always been my, my vision of when it, when it was all said and done, when the draft night was going, where, where would it be at? I, I want to be in the house. I want to be as calm as possible. Um, stick with the sand. It is what it is. Um, let everything play out. I mean, I think my parents just keep talking to me about just like, just embracing the moment. Um, just cause you know, you, you work, you worked a lot, you worked a lot, a lot, a lot of hours just for just just for this day, just to, even be even be questioned or even be thought of to be in the even in the league. So I'm just I'm just excited for day. Definitely anxious, um, but I'm definitely ready for whatever is come. There's no right journey and there's no real road, right? Sure. You got a goal. Sure. You got a place that you're trying to get to, and it's a lot of different journeys, a lot of different roads that you can take to get there. And, sure. and definitely uh, wishing you best of luck with that. For sure, I appreciate. it. Thank you for sure. If you're if you're watching from home, do you still pick out a fresh suit? How does that work? Nah, nah, I'm coming down straight out of the shower with some shorts, some socks, nice little hoodie. Nah, ain't nothing extra. Just gotta be gotta be as comfortable as possible. <laughs> get your fatigues. You can get some fatigues and and get you some 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 black some black paint. Put the black paint on the eyes. Whatever <laughs> exactly. It's a battle. Exactly. Whatever exactly. happens, whether it's yay or nay. It's a grind, and it's and, and and that's when all the skill work, you know, that nice. stuff goes into play. But it's time to compete and, and and strap up, man. So, you know, I know you're gonna be fresh out the shower, but yeah. how your fatigues, you know, for sure. to the side, get ready for. Oh battle. yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, always ready. You mentioned, you know, having to not being the tallest guy, you've had to prove people wrong a lot, get on court, work extra hard, all those things. Everything you hear from the Maryland program is, is what a hard worker you are, what a leader you were for that team. You know, however this draft stuff plays out, I mean, do you really care that much? Like, is it just another thing you get to to prove to people if if it doesn't go your way on draft night? I mean, I mean, I, I just, I think, I think with me, I think the biggest thing with me is just, just, just making sure I, could, I do all I could do just to, just to give myself the opportunity. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, cause I, I, cause I feel like I always thought about this. Like every level, no matter what it was the AAU, the high school, the college. Like I always, somebody always thought I wasn't gonna play or something like that. I end up having like a good practice or something like that, and then everything just changes around and slowly starts to shift. So, not saying that this is that's exactly what's gonna happen or anything like that, but. I mean, I just I, the only thing you can do right now is just believe in yourself and, and understand that you you ain't do all this work for nothing. Like you 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 get into the you get into the top level. Just now, all you can do is just give it all give it all you got. I mean, you know how to play basketball. You've been doing it all your life. It's the only thing you've been doing. So um, nothing changes. The same game, the same rules. Just go and like like Larry said. Just keep going. Just going ready for, ready to compete. Uh, you mentioned looking forward to workouts because you would get the opportunity to go against, you know, air quotes, the top guys. You've basically already done that. And you mentioned how your, you know, your agent told you these teams have seen you for four years. You had a duel with Trey Mount Waters, is played for the Celtics some this year. Cassius Stanley's projected to be a first round pick. You got the better of him at least a couple of times. You know, does that give you the confidence that, hey, these are NBA players that I've already shown I can compete against? 
No, nah, not really. Cause I mean, I would. That's just I knew. I knew. I, I knew I could step up to the plane and play. Like I, I like I. I knew that the workouts was definitely going. I think the workouts definitely was going to show and it's going to give everybody the opinion, give everybody the opportunity to really show how they really can compete. Um, when it's just like it's mano a mano and it's not no extra people in your team, no extra nothing. It's you versus another man. So um, that's that's what I meant. But I said I wanted to work out just to really show who who could come out on top. I mean, just as a competitor, I want to I would want to see that. But I mean, I mean, I don't I don't really see myself in competition with them. I just see myself just just getting ready with my competition with myself um, and just just be ready. Just be ready whenever the time comes. I got to get you one one Maryland themed question here for the Maryland fans listening to this. There you go. Every Terp fan knows that Duke is scared to play Maryland in the <laughs> Big Ten ACC championship. Why why do you think they're so scared to play that? I play you guys. That's the one game that I always like before they did like the Big Ten versus the ACC challenge. That's the one game I always waited like to see who they going to match up match us up against. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know. When whenever you think about like your favorite school you want to go to, I mean, I, I always think about Duke. Like who's the like if you like if you're the number like you're the top recruit and that's the team you go to, you want to go to Duke. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about them being scared. But I don't. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why they want, why they don't want that matchup. It was always one of the best matches. I was literally just watching one of the games the other day, uh, Merlin Duke game. I think the Grievous game. I think that was like a senior night or something like that. That was my um, senior night too. I was in the first, like the third row go. for that. <laughs> there you go. That game looked crazy. Like that looked crazy. But just to have that, that would have been crazy. Like just like how they had college game day, like against Michigan State at Merlin this year. Imagine if they had Duke come back from College Park. Like that would set it off. But I don't know. Some people don't. Some people like like they say that like these days. Some people just don't want that smoke. So it is what it is. There you go. <laughs> One last question for you. We'll get you out of here. Your your teammate Jalen Smith also prepping for the draft. Have you guys touched base at all? How's he doing? You know what what can teams expect uh, to see from from Jalen? Yeah, I mean somebody that can guard one through five, shoot it like a guard, also run in transition like a guard. I mean, you don't really get too much better than that. I mean, he once once he once he's locked in, um, he showed that he committed to just putting weight on and being able to battle down there. I mean, it's not too much people can do with him. I mean, he's obviously I think he's one of the better bigs in the in the draft, and I think he's going to show that. I mean, just being able to be able to shoot, being able to like I said, guard even either on the post or the perimeter. Um, he's so versatile. I mean, I just it's only so much he can he can't do. Larry, any parting shots for Anthony here? No, man. It's just really it's it's about the work and 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 the mindset and the game is is different now as far as you know, the undrafted players and the ability with two-way contracts and, you know, you, your guys' ability to pick your situation and understand the landscape, you know, just keep all of that in mind, man. And I wish you, you know, all the best and definitely be tuned in, you know, not only for, you know, for draft night, because that's only a short experience, but to see how you do, man, see how you do. For sure. I appreciate it. For sure. I appreciate it. Larry, do you know Jamal James? I do. There you go. That's my big bro. All right, for sure. I got to tell him I, I got on it today, for sure. For sure. Yep. For sure. It's a small world, man. It's a small world. I know. It's so a small world, especially the basketball world, for sure. Especially the basketball space, man. Especially in the sure. basketball space. For sure. I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank you. Uh, Anthony, real quick, anything you want to plug before we get out of here? Thank oh, you. the One Stop One Stop Pod. Yeah, I have, also have a podcast, the One Stop Pod. Um, basically just breaking down other top top athletes. Some of the people that y'all named a couple on there already been on there, the Cassius Winstons, the 
you know, all big time players has been on there, just being to chat it up and, you know, get that media out there, just go player to player. I think that always makes it um, a lot more raw. Um, so, but no, the one stop pod. Yeah. He was on right on iTunes. Very cool. All right. Thank you, sir. As a Terp, thanks for your four years. We appreciate you and best of luck and, and keep us posted on how you're doing. For sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Right on, man. Good luck. All right. That was our uh, interview with, with local product and uh, former Maryland Terrapin point guard, Anthony Cowan Jr. Larry, what what'd you think of the interview? I, I like his mindset. I like his mindset. You know, a lot of the, the guys that are, are in this position are, are built the same, right? You got the you got the head, you got two arms, you got two legs, man. But it's about what's between the ears to keep your mind focused on, you know, the task at hand. And I, I you know, I, I really like his mindset. Again, I wasn't blowing smoke because he was here, but but you really did always hear about what a hard worker that kid is. And like you said, if you could shoot the ball and you're gonna work hard, I mean, you got a good shot to to make it in, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's part of it, man. He's, you know, he's been his size for as, as long as he's been hooping and playing basketball. So he knows his angles and working on that shot to create even more angles is, is where he should be at. He just interviewed well on this podcast. So I'm imagining he interviewed well for teams too. So, so that's always got to help. By the time this episode airs and we do next podcast, it'll be draft recap. So uh, Wizards fans, cross your fingers that that the guy we all want uh, falls to us, whoever that guy is. And uh, Larry, we can we can break it down. Uh, who our newest Washington Wizard is next week? Uh, look, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it. It's, it looks to be maybe a crazy sort of draft, you know, night or free agency things that are leading up to to the training camp because everything is so condensed. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think uh, expect the unexpected can be the tagline for all of 2020, but especially this draft. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.